This is the Lead Gen Marketing Chronicles, and I'm your host, Antoine Effler. Through regular interviews, we will explore how marketing building blocks impact the generation of more and better qualified leads. We're joined today by Benjamin Kessler to discuss the impact of video on lead generation. Benjamin is a construction engineer turned entrepreneur. He currently runs Local Glimpse, an employer branding video agency whose primary goal is to help companies recruit by promoting authentic employee stories. He also leads the communication part at TEDx Stockholm. Thank you very much for joining us, Benjamin. I would like to start by framing the use of video in marketing and for companies in general right now. And I think that especially because of the COVID pandemic, there's been an extra need to use remote presentation of companies through videos to keep a human relationship between them and their leads or their clients. What differentiates a video that I would take with my iPhone from a video that you would do or that professional uh, videos would do? Self-confidence. <laughs> uh, I think there is very little differentiation between what a professional agency would do and what anybody would be able to do with their phone today. One major thing is time. And, mm -hmm. um, and like I said, somewhat self-confidence in getting started actually doing it. The tools are more than ever accessible to anyone who wants. There are thousands of amazing creators that are 16 years old on TikTok and 22 years old on Instagram that are at the level of what some agencies are currently producing. Then let me rephrase it. So what makes a video a good one? I think the story and the content. If it's well produced, if it has like a fancy camera, if it is the tools that are usually the reason people don't do videos, they are cheaper than ever. Mm -hmm. So the, the skill is not necessarily in making the video with fancy tool, but rather to be able to tell a good story. So in the things that I do, that would be extracting content from an employee and making sure that the content that you get is natural, authentic. You get the person to, to feel comfortable, to be relaxed when they speak. So, so to, to really be able to extract story and have a vision to tell that story. So I think that that is the skill. The extraction, does that answer to a structure that you put in place at first? Or is it a very ad hoc work that you do? Both. Um, so for, forgetting a little bit about what I would do, you can be very structured from the beginning and uh, some great works are happening through the process uh, in advance on where things are going to be shot and how mm -hmm. they're going to be shot. You have great stories being told this way, but equally, and this is the way I usually do it, is having meaningful conversation with people and then extracting based on what comes out of that conversation extracting a story and telling a story that is going to serve your need whether it's um, a recruitment needs or a lead generation need so, so if, you, if we take an example of lead generation for a specific group of customers you might want to showcase uh, customer testimonials but what a lot of people do is they go and they put words in the customer's mouth and have the customer read this uh, testimonial yeah. from them Potentially, the customer could write the testimonial and then write, read that on camera. Most people are pretty bad at reading script, and it shows very, very obvious. 
So what you want to be doing, and, and this is where the real skill is, is what you want to be doing is to have a meaningful conversation with your customers about what is good, what is less good. The same way you would ask them feedback on a day-to-day -day basis, you can do that while filming them and then extract what you think would make a good story out of that. That usually leads to much more authentic uh, mm -hmm. content. That leads to things that are actually believable. You can also include things that don't work because this way people feel that it's real. You, you don't want to create content that is just going to feel that it was overscripted. People are, people are seeing this. And you work mainly with marketing team or more HR? Mostly the, the, the core people we work with is talent acquisition. So that would be the equivalent of a lead generation on the marketing side to the HR side. How do you optimize a video? First of all, maybe before going to the optimization, how do you know that a video is successful or not, besides the number of views? Something is successful if it reaches sort of the goals you have put forward at the beginning. So in, in a case of like acquiring new talent, a video might be successful if it was decided that the goal was to educate the people who would go to your career page, become more knowledgeable about a specific aspect in your company, the fact that the tech department works in a certain way, mm -hmm. and having people writing comment under the video might be the, the key action there. And that's something that you discuss before you do the video? Ideally, yes. Obviously, you make assumptions uh, that necessary. So instead of creating one piece of content that you think is going to deliver against this imaginary yeah. assumption or goal, you make six, let's say, and you try different things. You try one that is going to maybe be a little bit more triggering towards something that people didn't know. You make one with the purpose of getting people to ask questions. You make mm -hmm. another one with the purpose of applying for the job. So, in fact, you're segmented to the different maturity of your audience. Yeah. And do you do video in a very different way if it is to be featured on social media like LinkedIn or Facebook than on the website? Yeah, the I mean, you, you, you adapt as much as possible. You contextualize the content that you create the same way that you would contextualize any other content. This is not unique to, to videos. It seems the way people are doing it today is less contextualized because in their mind, access to videos, access to creating video is a stronger barrier to entry than copywriting. But at the end of the day, the core idea is to look at the audience and then you look at the platform where those people are and then you create content that is going to be targeted to this audience and this platform. So if you want to create content on Instagram, you might have a better chance doing 50 se 15 seconds Instagram stories mm -hmm. as ads or one minute form on Instagram. Instagram feed. Or if you're on the website and someone has already, let's say that you're on a career on career site and someone has already taken the step to go and understand who you are, what are your values, what is mm -hmm. your culture, they might be much more inclined to watch a three to six minute clip. There is a misconception that people only watch 30 second clip. People watch hours of Netflix every day. People watch hours of YouTube videos every day that are 12, 15, 25 minutes long. So it's not a, a length issue. It is a, it is a context issue. If you create content and particularly video in the right context, you will get the result that, that you want. At what stage of a, a company should you start? Before you think of the idea, I think people should be creating videos and podcasts 
of themselves or stories with themselves before they even create the company. It means that you create the leverage for the future of whatever is going to happen. So there's not a, a good time to start working on, on videos. It's And for me, this is true for any form of content. Video is just happens to be what I'm doing. If you are able to express yourself better with written words, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. that's the way to go. So it's more for me about putting out content. I think video is a very effective medium to use today, but content is the, the way out. Going back to your question, putting out content and documenting you starting the company, documenting you hiring new people, documenting culture, the work that you do with customer, all of this has value towards your potential customers. So, so all the time. Do you have an example of a company who's been using video in a good way? A name that I, I like to use when it comes to company doing something smart is Scania, interestingly enough. But if you look at their Instagram and you look at the stories they have there, they have a lot of employee-generated content. Yep. So in, like in marketing, you have this big concept where ads are being more successful when it's user-generated content. In mm -hmm. the HR world, that translates into employee-generated content. And it's a lot of employees sharing their life uh, at Scania and explaining what is it that they do on a day-to-day. -day. And if you go like to a competitor like Volvo Trucks, they are doing amazing ads that are millions of dollars with Jean-Claude Van Damme yes. or some other people that equally are, I don't have the numbers, but that are potentially equally effective, potentially more effective, I don't know, but those videos are at each other's end of spectrums mm. and they are both doing really, really well. One is, is targeting a, a really wide audience and like triggering the mind and the other is looking at specific candidate that might be interesting in joining a specific part of the company. But do you think that video should be highly centerized or more natural? You were talking at the beginning of uh, this um, uh, discussion. It's all context. context. Yeah. It's all about context. No, but I'm, I'm thinking of this because of uh, Klarna, where they had this amazing video with uh, a fish that was going down a slide. Mm. Their ad was on easy payment. They were just showing this fish going down without any uh, barrier it was, it was supernatural but extremely far away from payment and it was extremely artistic in the way it was done when do you choose that uh, the, a video should be like this or be about discussing with your customers i understand that it, that context is important but you have uh, well, two very different options i think like you can be on one hand really wide so you try to reach a lot of people and you try to get a more awareness sense of things. So like uh, having Snoop Dogg, having having uh, the fish going under the water. or They, they have a brilliant marketing department yeah. and communication department that are constantly coming out with really mind-bending kind of mm -hmm. campaign. And that triggers a lot of reaction in a lot of people. So that, that's a good, that creates good result. That triggers something to a really wide um range of people but if you want to know how to get onboarded as a merchant in Klarna that video is not going to help you so the, mm -hmm. so then having a very specific very genuine targeted merchant testimonial might be much more effective in that when you have a client coming to you and a client that you don't particularly know what are the key elements that you request to be able to do good video i think it all depends on what you want to be doing like if you want to get started with producing a little bit of content seeing a little bit of results it's okay to not be that specific you can start a little bit wider and get an overview for what you're doing but the main questions that 
you need is who is the person you're trying to, to talk to and what is their key description and what are their mm -hmm. key problems that we can potentially address and what do you want that person to be doing uh, at the end of your video do they want to get this person to apply for a job mm -hmm. do they want this person to ask more questions about a job do they want this person to get intrigued and download a white paper to be able to then get hooked in there like and when you create these videos are you looking at uh, at global campaigns um, yeah like having global approach is definitely a necessity at the end of the day like the, the main thing to think about if you want to start producing content pick up a phone buy a, a microphone uh, that you can connect to your phone and start filming start filming people start putting it on social media start testing because once you start putting things out there you will get a much deeper understanding for your audience and what they react to and potentially when you start understanding it a bit more you can go to the next step and try to produce things in a maybe slightly nicer way or more fancy way lots of companies are switching from events to webinars mm. are they key elements that you should think about when you're filming people so a lot of webinars are pure pre-recorded content that does, don't get engagement i think like the best online event and courses that i've been to have been highly engaged highly using the audience as part of the of mm -hmm. the event itself rather than only showcasing the videos Obviously, Apple is doing that in a really good way with their pre-recording stuff. Yeah. So it's not... But the engagement, that's what people are doing. Like if you look on Twitter and they have customized their hashtags to, and, and the likes button to, to animate whenever there is an Apple event and, and things like that. So, so they are thinking about engagement. They're still connecting with the other marketing channels. Yeah. And I think if we summarize all this is just get out with your phone and start filming and then learn from there. Yeah. Just a last follow-up on, on, on the previous question, uh, because I think it's a key element. Um, I have experience for lots of my clients that one of the challenge is the content that you deliver on any marketing channel that is very often too product-focused and less uh, on the challenges that their potential clients may have and on the business added value that they bring. Yeah, the, the key to create good content is to make a list of your customer's problem and answer those in as many different form as you can. And this will just create lead generation from that. Uh, so basically you do the list of challenge and then you can create one video per challenge answering. It is a really good place to start. You list questions that when you're in a sales meeting, your customers are asking, how much is this going to cost? When can we have it? Where will this be deployed? When will our own customer be able to see it? Like you just list all kinds of questions that your customer have and use that as the first source for you to generate ideas on how to, what kind of content to create. Thanks. Thank Hello. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in order to get the latest episodes. In the meantime, you can log on to leadnostic.com if you have any questions or would like to suggest a theme or speakers. Thank you and talk to you soon.